Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Core 4 Podcast, a podcast on the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network, alongside GBB Live, 3ND, and the Starting 5 Podcast. You can find all that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts by searching Grizzly Bear Blues. And Grizzly Bear Blues is a blog under SP Nation. You can find it on the web at grizzlybearblues.com or on Twitter at SP and Grizzlies. I'm your host, Parker Fleming. And with me today in replacement for my usual co-host, Nathan Chester, is none other than our hustle correspondent, Brandon Abraham. Brandon, how's it going? Uh, you know, it's going great, Parker. Um, Got to say, you know, didn't expect to ever really reach – one degree here in Memphis, but that's where we are. Um, so staying inside, trying to stay warm. Absolutely. And uh, we are joined by someone who is blessed with better weather than we're getting in Memphis. Live from the Orlando bubble, we have Memphis Hustle head coach, Jason March. Jason, how are you doing today? I'm great. It's uh, good to be joining you guys. Yeah, it's a little warmer here. It's about 80 degrees out. and It is gorgeous so yeah I'm, I'm happy to be in this weather rather than that nice cold weather you guys are dealing with oh I bet and I do want to ask you because I mean the the bubble it's very unprecedented it's a very unique experience I know a lot of people have written on it from insiders from the athletic or even the audio book from uh, the Lakers uh, Jared Dudley but how would you say the bubble is going for you personally and for the team for that matter I think I think it's been great. I think the the G League has done an incredible job putting it together. Um, everything from the time we stepped off the plane onto the buses, um, entered the campus, everything is 100% professional. And um, like I said, just an incredible job. I know it took a lot to put all this together, a lot of planning, a lot of resources, and um, very blessed that the Grizzlies opted in and, and got us here. And uh, we've had a great experience so far. And Jason, so you, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but what, what's just a normal day in the bubble look like for you guys? Yeah, um, it's 
it just depends. I mean, game days, obviously, just like in in normal times where we were, you know, if we're in South Haven, game days are obviously a little bit different, um, a little bit more hectic, I would say. Um, our All of our games so far, we haven't had a night game. So it's, uh, as of right now, you know, it's wake up early. We usually have a, a team breakfast meeting. Um, we have to get our COVID test daily. Um, try to uh, try to enjoy some food and then watch some film. Um, if we're able to get on the court for to get some shooting in, we do that. Um, tomorrow actually is our is our first evening game. Uh, so we'll actually get to have a shoot around. Uh, but but just daily, I mean it's it's more of you know trying to get a routine, right? Just like with everything. So it's you know, you get through campus, you get your breakfast. We have a great team meeting room. We get together, um, try to try to put our heads together on what's the best way to, to go about practice or or the game. And, and then a game days, you go play and that kind of takes care of itself. Um, practices are a little bit different. Uh, you have a, a window that you're allowed to practice in because there's only so many courts. So you try to use that time and be as efficient as possible. Um, and then after that, it's, you know, talk about how that went, and, you know, all that good stuff. So it's, it's 100% basketball for the most part. We try to do some things just to, to escape that um, mentally. Um, if it's talking to family or, or whatever it may be, I like to go out and fish a little bit. Um, but like I said, the weather's beautiful. So the pool's available. Um, so just, uh, you know, trying to, trying to find that routine and, and, and just the mental relief, I think are keys, but for the most part, I mean, we, we have a great staff that works hard and it's uh, it's just about getting the guys ready and, and our group ready to, to take on the day uh, from a basketball standpoint. Now, what other options are there kind of in the bubble? Um, you know, I know it was tweeted out, Freddie Gillespie was playing chess. Um, I think it was either earlier this week or last week. Like you said, you like to go fishing. Uh, is there any other kind of, you know, small hobbies to kind of, keep things more relaxed while you're in the bubble? Uh, well, I, I would say the number one thing for our group is our meeting meeting room space. Um, our support staff, our equipment manager, trainer, um, and and so many other people that had a hand in, in putting this together for us as, as just the hustle team. They uh, Our meeting room space is probably, is no doubt the best one in, in the G League. We have ping pong available. We have Papa Shot basketball. We have a little putting green for golf. Um, so, so we've, we've tried to really uh, put a lot of things in there to, for the most part, keep our players around. So they're, they're together more um, trying to build relationships is a little bit tougher in this setting because it's such a short amount of time to get to know guys. So I, that was one of the focus points for me was trying to get all of our guys in one space as much as possible just to talk and have fun and, and get together and learn one another, all that good stuff, build that chemistry, I guess, so to speak. So uh, those are, those are what are, those are the things available to us in our meeting room. But then uh, there's, there's little walking paths that you can just go on and uh, they have some pickleball set up, which I have not tried to do yet. I, I don't know a lot about that, but um, there's, there's, there's a good bit of stuff. I, I wish golfing was available to get out and golf, but, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Right. So I, like I said, G league's done an incredible job providing things for us. It's been very nice. Now, Jason, we have some bubble sources that tell us that uh, Memphis hustle PR rep Corey Moore is 
really just giving you a hard time in ping pong. Can you confirm or deny those rumors? <laughs> uh, am I allowed to say no comment? I don't want to embarrass him. I mean, he may have family listening or, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't want to take his heart on this podcast, but it has not been good for him. I'll just say it like that. <laughs> um, Jason, going back to kind of on the court, um, you touched on it a little bit earlier how, you know, tomorrow night's really the first night game. Um, you know, just this past week, and you had a game wrap up about 4.35 o'clock, and they had to wake up early the next day and tip off at 10. What are the difficulties of having so many games in such a morning, such a short amount of time? Yeah, it's, um, it is very different. I mean, I'm used to playing back-to-backs, um, being a part of back-to-backs. I've also been a part of uh, when, during the lockout season where we played three in a row. So I've, I've, I've kind of had some experiences with the schedule, but um, that one where we played at three, three thirty local time, and then back the next morning yesterday at 11 AM that was tough because, you know, you try to, you try to do all your preparation. You try to close the book on the, on the game before. And I think if I remember correctly, I think I shut my computer at two 24 AM. Um, from watching our previous game and just going through some things that I felt like I could do better, we could do better as a group. Um, and then, you know, you're right back early the next morning. Uh, we had, a, I think, a 9.05 bus. Um, so you try to get some breakfast. Obviously, you're, you're begging the players to get up and get breakfast and get moving around a little bit um, so they have food in them, all that good stuff. Uh, that one yesterday was tough. Uh, that was, I, I felt it. I told, I think I turned around to Corey in like the fourth quarter and I, I said, man, I'm exhausted. And I was, I was, I was giving it a little bit more trying to get our energy up from our guys. I was losing my voice there in the fourth quarter a little bit. Um, but it, it was rough. I talked to some of the guys afterwards. Um, our trainer did a great job post game. I thought it was incredible what he did. We did a a pool workout with the guys. So everyone just got in the pool. And I think that was great for their legs, great for their body, but also mentally um, just getting outside, not going right up to your room and just icing your legs and all that kind of stuff. Um, I know the guys were feeling it, um, the, especially the first half um, had several guys just talking about how heavy their legs were. Um, so for us to come back in that game yesterday, it, you know, it kind of showed, a little bit of our uh, mental toughness and the fight we have as a group, because we, I mean, every excuse was there just to pack it in. We, we really did not play well in the first half um, and could have, could have very easily let go of the rope, but uh, we stayed on them as a staff. And and then the guys did a great job of just pushing through and, and fighting the the heavy legs and, and, and continuing to battle to the end. So I was very proud of them yesterday, but yeah, the schedule is, it's, it's a beast. I mean, it, it's tough. I mean, it's, it's nonstop every day. And um, uh, we, we've tried to figure it out and tried to give our guys the, the break, I guess, so to speak, just to um, get off their leg, get off their feet um, from a mental aspect, get a, get a break. And um, hopefully we can continue to, to figure that out as we go forward and the best way to handle it. So we'll, we'll see as we move forward. Yeah. You know, you mentioned, the uh, schedule being a beast, you know, with the quick turnaround with games, early morning games. But I guess one of the silver linings in that is just the added exposure to the league because 
you have games starting in the morning, and for the most part, they're going up until NBA games start. And also, too, like the Ignite's kind of added – the Ignite and the unique circumstances of the bubble have added that exposure, too. So just as a G League coach, what do you think of the added exposure to the G League and introducing more casual fans to the product? Oh, I think I think it's phenomenal for our for our players, um, for our coaches, for the league itself. Um, obviously, the ignite is the the big show here that everyone wants to see. We understand that, but yeah, just like you said, I mean, there's it adds more eyes for to to see these players and the hard work that they put in, and and see that they have talent as well as um, a lot of the other guys here um, to try to get to the next level, and that's that's the goal for everyone and. Um, I think, the, like I said, the league's done an incredible job putting this together, um, getting it on TV, all that good stuff. So um, I, I'm happy for our team, our, our players, the league itself, um, as it continues to grow and, and gets better. Um, but most importantly for the players, they're, you know, not just scouts seeing them and general managers and all that kind of stuff, but their families are able to see them play again. And um, I, th- I think it's great for, for everyone involved. And, and coach, one of the big takeaways from uh, the media days, you know, feels like forever ago, I guess it was really just maybe a week and a half, two weeks ago, uh, was we spoke with Shaq Buchanan. He talked about wanting to be more of a leader on and off the court with the hustle. I mean, even as recent as yesterday, you know, his shot wasn't really falling, but he was still out there making big plays and, you know, making a few baskets late to kind of put the game away. Um, what has he done to impress you as a leader? Um and I guess to be more specifically, like, what has he done kind of behind the scenes in the bubble that, you know, we don't really see on, you know, Grind City Media or ESPN Plus when the games are on? Yeah, Shaq, Shaq's been incredible. Him, Ahmad Caver, David Stockton, um, three of the, are, are really only three veterans. And, and Shaq and Ahmad have only played for one year, and it was about a half a year for them, um, or less than half a year because the season got sh- cut short. Um, I have been so impressed with all three of those guys. But speaking about Shaq individually, um, his leadership, he, he handles things differently and, and all leaders do, right? They, he, um, I, I kind of spoke to him before the season started about kind of getting out of his comfort zone and man, has he ever done it? He's, he has been so good just uh, with his, his voice, finding his voice, um, talking to the guys, helping the, some of the young rookies, um, understanding just kind of how this league works, how, how things go. Um, you know, if minutes aren't there this game, they'll be there, you know, down the road, just being patient, all that kind of stuff. And, and Shaq and Ahmad, I mean, those are two perfect guys to, to help with that kind of stuff because they went through it last year and um, how they handled it. They handled it as pros. They were ready when their number was called. And same thing for them this year, you know, coming off the bench. Now it's different. They know they're going to play. Um, so it's not wondering if they're going to play. They know they're going to play. But now it's, you know, coming off the bench again and, and just – uh, finding finding their role and and you know what's the best way to attack and that kind of stuff and and just like you said Shaq has struggled a little bit with his shot um, I will tell you this he he came into training camp and I would say the first few days of training camp he couldn't miss so I would say he's probably frustrated but it's not for a lack of uh, not working he came into camp ready to go uh, worked his tail off um, as much as he could through the the pandemic and and just being away from the game, um, and he was ready to go. So I would probably say uh, fatigue, maybe heavy legs, are, are are leading to some of the struggles. But 
he's he's still doing everything else. He's still wreaking havoc on defense, just causing chaos and uh, getting deflections, turning guys over, uh, which leads to to easy buckets for our offense. And uh, he does all the little things. Um, he's guys love being around him for one thing, um, and and Ahmad and David as well. But but Shaq's just uh, you love being around him as a person. I mean, just just a great guy, uh, fun to be around, and um, I'm I'm so happy for him and. Um, I, there, there's great, great things to come for him for sure. Um, as a player, as a person, um, I, I couldn't be more excited to, to have him on our team again, for sure. Yeah, for sure. You know, you mentioned your, your hustle veterans like Shaq and Ahmad and David, even, uh, Benny Boatwright from last season, you know, he was hurt, but you also have these flex assignment players from other organizations with Tyrell Terry, with Dallas, Sam Merrill. Milwaukee is there any sort of dialogue with their teams on what they need out of them in the uh, bubble experience and do you kind of see you know having a balance between prioritizing their development but also prioritizing the development of guys like Shaq and Benny and uh, Stockton and Copper like your your full-time hustle players yeah uh, that's a great question because it is something that's unique where you're taking taking guys from other teams um I, I will say for us and for me as, as the head coach, and I've, I've obviously asked the staff to do the same thing, is once they got here, they're with us. They're 100% our guys. Um, we want to treat them just like anyone else on our roster. Um, we want to work with them. We want to help them develop as, as players and as people. And so there's no, there's no different uh, difference in how we handle um, players individually um, from different teams or whatever. Uh, so, so they, they still get the same attention. If it's video, if it's practice, whatever it may be. Um, as far as like from their teams, there's, there's no, there's no mandate on what they have to do or, or that kind of stuff. Um, but I will say the communication um, and it all starts with the Grizzlies. Um, the communication is phenomenal with our organization um, and it has been with their organizations, those assignment guys. Um, and so I think, I think we're all on the same page. We, we, everyone wants the same goal, right? You know, it's, we just want those guys to get better and develop um, so they can contribute um, to, their, to their parent club. So uh, that's what it's all about. And, and for me and for my staff, that doesn't change from Sam or, or Tyrell or then change, you know, going to Shaq or, or Benny or whoever. I mean, they're all our guys and, and our goal is to make them better players and better people and, and uh, give them the best opportunity for success at the next level. So that's our goal. And that's what we, we wake up every day trying to do for, for our team. And, and Jason, that's a great kind of segue into my next question, which is going to sound really broad at first and asking like what the primary goal uh, is in the bubble, um, you know, because, some teams, you know, you can kind of tell they're not really as worried about wins and losses. Others, you know, are competing for that. Uh, is the primary hustle goal, you know, more internal development or is it, you know, to try to win as many games as possible, make the playoffs and so on? Or is it kind of a combination to where, you know, you have the internal development, which should lead to, you know, wins happening and making the playoffs? Uh, I think, I mean, to just be straightforward with the answer would be uh, we are 100% about development. Um, that is, that is what we are about. That's what this league is about. 
Um, so it is all about trying to make our players better, um, see what we have as far as talent on our roster, and then getting the most out of that talent uh, that we have. And I think, I think every team has, you know, that view. Um, now some teams just handle it different with how they build their or construct their roster, you know? So uh, for us, I mean, like I said, we have a very young team, probably the youngest team here. I look at some of these rosters uh, before we came in and I was just like, my goodness. I mean, you got some former NBA players and, and just, you know, a lot of guys that have been around a long time and you've heard of, um, and that, that really wasn't the case for us. I mean, we came in uh, with, with a lot of young guys and, and I love it. I, I honestly, I think that's the way it should be. I mean, you're trying to find and develop guys. Well, what better way to do it than find some young guys that uh, coming out of college, a lot of rookies and, and just work your tail off with them to try to, to try to see what, what they can be and then, and then move them up to the, to the next level if, if that's possible. So um, yeah, we're, we're 100% about trying to just make them better players. Uh, that that's really all it is. We want to give, we want to give scouts, not, not just, you know, the Grizzlies, but, but scouts around the league, uh, a chance to see what we have and what, what their, those players are about. And um, that that's one of the focuses for me, you know, just trying, and it may not always be about basketball. It may just be about how you handle yourself on the floor. Um, some of that kind of stuff. And that's just, that's, that's the job of a coach as well is to, to help guys um, with maybe different things that they do on the court. So um, it, it all ties hand in hand with development. And, and that's definitely what we want to be about um, here with the hustle. And just to uh, kind of wrap things up here, um, there was a tweet actually earlier today um, by the Memphis Hustle account kind of introducing the uh, new hustler of the game. Um, you know, player that just kind of goes out, makes the extra plays, kind of stands out, and they get, you know, the WWE-style hustle belt. And in the video, you know, you even talk about, you know, trying to make it fun. You know, they can do whatever they want with the belt if they win it. Um, you know, who kind of came up with, you know, that idea? And are there any other things that you and the staff try to do to keep things fun and light throughout the kind of craziness and hectic schedule that's in the bubble? Yeah, so that was a that was a late night thing that popped into my head uh, quite a while back. To be honest with you, I mean it was a it was um, it was before we ever came to Orlando. It was a long time ago. Um, just different ways to keep guys, you know, mentally. Uh, I don't want to uh, probably a bad word, but engaged. I guess um, our guys are locked in; they're ready to go. So that 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 probably isn't the right way to say it, but. Um, it's just something different. It's a, it's a way to um, just uh, point out the little things that happen throughout the course of a game that impact the, the, the chances of you winning. Um, it's not the most valuable player of the game. It's not the guy who scores 30 point award. It's, it's not the guy who, you know, is, is five of seven from three it's the guy that is diving on the floor. It's the guy that's coming up with loose vault balls. It's, it's those little intangibles that, that help you win. And those were things I just, uh, I, one night I was laying in bed and I just thought, you know, what can we do to reward that and to make that like a priority for our team where it is a focus because this league can really get to where it's, I got to get mine type of thing for, for players. 
And a lot of players feel like they have to go out and get 30 to be seen. And that is far from the truth. I mean, scouts are looking for, you know, what do you do to help your team win? Um, and so it was just, it, it's kind of a way for, I was trying to figure out a way to um, emphasize that with our, with our young team. And um, I, I thought about this, this belt and I, it's crazy because now I see that there are, I think there's a couple NBA teams that are doing it. I promise I didn't steal the idea. I promise. So <laughs> it was, um, it was, I don't know. I, I just, it just popped in my head. Like, you know, who doesn't love holding up a bit, you know, when we were kids, you know, and I, I remembered when I was with the Grizzlies a long time ago that they gave out these little um, championship belts to the kids. And my son, when he was little, I mean, he played with this belt all the time being the Grizzly, you know, the bear and, um, so I don't know, it was, it, it may sound crazy. It may sound, you know, childish to some people, but, uh, I think the guys love it. I mean, they, they can't wait to see who's going to get it after games. And, um, so it's been fun and that, and that's what this is about. That, honestly, it's about kind of having some fun with our guys, um, internally. And, uh, we talk about a lot of things that stays with our group and, and that kind of stuff. So that, that's what it's for. And, and like I said, it may, it may seem a little, out of the box and all that kind of stuff, but so are a lot of things that we do. So, right. Just have some fun and um, hopefully the guys enjoy it a little bit. Absolutely. And, and coach, that's about all the time we have for today's show. Is there any final comments you want to make, you know, want to let the people know where they can find you on social media or just anything else you want to say? No, I, I just want to say thank you guys for having me on and, um, thank you for following us. Um, you know, we, these, these guys work really hard and it means, I know you, they probably don't tell you guys, but it means a lot to, to them that you guys put stuff out there and, and give them some attention and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, I, I just want to thank you guys for all the, all the hard work that you guys do, um, in your, in your jobs to, to get, you know, some attention for some of our players out there. So I appreciate you guys having me on and, and, uh, we'll, hit the floor tomorrow and try to try to give you something good to talk about us for. <laughs> Absolutely. I want, I want to give all that credit over to Brandon Abraham, who's covered, covered the hustle for the past four years. I think, I think the hustle has been in Memphis now for four years and Brandon's been there every step of the way. So uh, yeah, Brand, uh, Brandon. Brandon's, Brandon's on every post game. I mean, like there, there's some, some people that are there a little bit and he's there all the time and, um, it shows his dedication to what to his job, first of all, and then um, his care for our for our group and our league. And um, it, it means a lot. I know we don't we don't talk about it enough, but uh, Brandon, thank you for all your support to our to our guys. Yeah, I, yeah, I got to say, it's just a blast. You know, um, you know, didn't really know where it was going to go when I first started covering the team four years ago. But, you know, everybody the Grizzlies organization has brought in has been you know, super kind, friendly, welcome. It's been a, a ton of fun. Um, I wasn't sure where it was going to go. I wasn't necessarily expecting to be covering the hustle for, you know, four years, but it's, you know, it's a blast. Wouldn't imagine it any other way, you know, great coaching you, Jason. It's always been a blast talking with you, you know, organization, you all put together a great fun team. Um, so it's just been a blast. Awesome. Thank you guys. And, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll see you on the uh, pre-game or post-game tomorrow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> see you tomorrow, Jason. All right. See you guys.
Absolutely. And that was Coach Jason March of the Memphis Hustle. Make sure you're checking out his squad tomorrow night, February 17th at 6.30 p.m. as they take on the Oklahoma City Blue. You can find it on ESPN Plus or at grindcitymedia.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Paca underscore Flocka. Follow Brandon on Twitter at BC Abraham. Follow the blog on Twitter at SBN Grizzlies. And follow the podcast on Twitter at the Core 4 Podcast with the number four, not the word for it. And make sure you're liking and subscribing and downloading to the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network, where you can get every single episode of the Core 4, GBB Live, 3 and D, and the Starting 5 Podcast. With that, that's it. 